Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, aliens, psychics, religion, new age, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, holistic health, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, while other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's modern world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Are you ready to manifest incredible love? Not just love, but healthy, meaningful, aligned love. Hi, I'm Alia Lovely, the host of Chart Topping Podcast, Spiritual Shit. And I'm Shirin Eskandani, coach and founder of Wholehearted Coaching. We've both manifested amazing partnerships and want to show you how to do that in your own life by unlocking your energy and mindset. So we've created Manifest Them, the online course to call in your soulmate. With over six hours of content, worksheets, bonus meditations, and breathwork exercises, this course will show you exactly how to shift your beliefs and frequency to manifest your equal and capable partner. This course will not only teach you how to call on your soulmate, but also how to nurture a loving, healthy relationship. If you're interested in finding love or finding out more about how to manifest, head over to manifestthem.com. Open the door, love, and step into the partnership you've always desired. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, my lovelies. How the hell are you? (laughs) I hope that you're having an incredible week. I had a shit of a week (laughs) this week. Um, Just keeping it real, you know. Um, You know, sometimes spiritual people are going through some spiritual shit. (laughs) And I have to stay on brand here, you know. Um, it's been a really, really rough week because there has been, um, a lot happening in my life is is particularly pertaining to the shifts and changes of, um, what's happening in my life directly that are really holding this grasp on some of, uh, the, the darker areas that I have not healed yet. And as everybody knows, healing is a constant process. So it's not like, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to get, get over one thing and be like, ta-da, I'm healed and everything's good. But it's a ever, ever winding cycle. And so I've been in this, this space of feeling a lot of this kind of maybe even, you know, really deep frustration with how things are, are happening or how I'm even responding to things thinking that I should be responding better. I should be responding more spiritually. I should, you know, take that one up with, you know, my spirit guides, or I should be more calm, or I should be, I should be, I should be. Instead of accepting how I'm feeling right now. And that, that perspective of, I should be feeling this, I should be feeling that because I'm not healed yet is causing a lot of extra judgment 
and projection onto what it is that I'm, I'm, I'm here to feel right now. The healing takes place in the space that doesn't feel good. And I've jumped right in. <laughs> um, what we're going to talk to you about today is uh, how, how unlinear healing is and how it shapes the perception of what our actual life looks like in the moment. Um, before we keep going, I just want to say thank you guys always for listening, um, making sure that you're sharing your favorite episode on your stories. If you support the show or becoming a Patreon member for additional content, um, as well as checking out manifestthem.com, my course, um, where we help people learn how to manifest their soulmates. So, uh, check all those things out, but ultimately today we're going to get kind of nitty gritty and hopefully this will, this will be something that helps you as well. The benefit that I have of having sessions every week is being able to kind of uh, assess what the collective is going through at the same time. And in addition to that, I'm also going through my own healing. And, um, you know, part of the show is just me talking to you about what I'm learning. Um, <clears throat> yes, I'm a teacher in some capacity, but at the same time, I am a lifelong student. And so I haven't got it all figured out either. But what I'm starting to see is this week in particular, I was having such a feeling of failure. Like I wasn't doing this experience right. I wasn't having the gratitude that I should have. And I wasn't having the experience I thought I should be having. And the loneliness that I was feeling in that, like I wasn't, I wasn't getting it or why can't I go back to feeling this way when I was on top of things or whatever? The sense of judgment that I was having for myself because I couldn't get myself out of a space of depression, out of a space of feeling sadness, out of a space of real emotion that was funneling through my body and the discomfort that it felt to feel like I, I didn't know how to handle these emotions. And uh, something interesting my my partner said to me because I said, I've never had feelings like this before and I've never had them linger this long. And I hear myself saying things that I would never say to myself. And um, he had said, <clears throat> you know, depression is kind of like discovering a room in your house you didn't know was there. And um, it's not about getting rid of the room or reconstructing the room or renovating the room. It's going into the room, sitting in the room, and when you're ready, walking out and something to that degree. <laughs> and I, th I thought about that because what he may not have noticed, what he said was there was this element of acceptance there and accepting your feelings, accepting what it is that you're going through, not trying to force yourself into another place because it was uncomfortable. And for myself, um, the, the hardest part is not feeling like a fraud and being in a space of, Ooh, this makes me want to cry. Um, Ooh, it's been a rough week guys. <laughs> My emotions are all over the place. Um, feeling like you are, you know, here to lead in some kind of way or be a role model in some kind of way, or maybe you're a parent or, an older sibling or, you know, just an example to your friends or just yourself and, and feeling like you're not doing it right. 
and that 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 aspect of the judgment that we give ourselves when we feel like we've failed and um that that hitting me so hard this week because even sometimes the way we think that we're meant to be loved or have connection with other people comes as a result of the way in which we feel we are able to show up for them. And noticing that sometimes when you're going through a healing process and the difficulties of what's happening, what's coming to mind, what's coming unboxed, uh, what doors are being opened to you and what you're having to deal with in front of you and it, the heaviness of it all. And feeling like, am I capable of handling this? And our first response being like, well, I need to fix it. I need to change it. I need to make it go away. Um, when in reality, it's, it's, it's no, like sit with it. Let it be here. That's how the healing process takes place. And it's, it's like if you've ever had a friend who has really been going through something, when they're talking to you, the best thing you can do is hold space for them and say, it's okay. Or I'm he- I hear you or I see you um, with you through this process. The moment you try to fix them, they feel unseen or, you know, try to rub it off or oh, no, no, and try to make it go away. They feel unseen. Right. So in that relationship, when we try to do that, we also try to do that with ourselves and try to negate what it is that we're actually feeling, tell ourselves that our feelings are wrong, gaslight ourselves out of this process of what we're feeling. And I sat in the bed yesterday for close to 30 minutes and sobbed so hard because um, some of the the things that I'm dealing with with my health right now um, through this process of the pregnancy, um, I feel like I'm in some ways I'm already failing as a mom. And... <laughs> That it sounds ridiculous, but um, there there are so many deeper aspects of healing that I'm still I'm just now starting to really uncover through this process about feeling like a perfectionist or feeling like uh, in order to receive love I need to show up in a certain way um, in order to have deep connection or or or, or be a good this or that. I have to be perfect. Um, and in a lot of ways, thinking that I already overcame that hurdle and then seeing it again. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing here? You weren't invited to this party. <laughs> so that, that healing process feeling so like jarring when you feel like I've already done this work. Why are you here? I'm being judgmental towards you being here. And I don't want you here. So I need you to go away instead of trying to go through it. So I spent some time with myself crying and then coming to the conclusion that like, you know, I have to just do the best that I can. I have to do the best that I can, but I will not be perfect. And holding myself to this perfect standard is what keeps me from healing. And it's what keeps me stressed because in a lot of ways it's, it's to deny me of my humanity and to deny me of circumstances that are out of my control. 
And when something is out of my control, me feeling like I can't manage it in some way, I can't fix it in some way, I can't heal it in some way fast enough, makes me feel like I'm, I'm disempowered. And oftentimes this is when the universe is trying so hard to be like, you know what, just sit down. <laughs> we'll take care of this. It's going to be okay. And I feel that vine of control coming right back up of trying to take something that's not in my control and making it my fault. So what's, what's even more interesting, let's take this one step further. Um, I've been talking to a lot of my clients this week and last week and what's been coming up is uh, this feeling of needing to be fully healed before you can be loved. In order to attract a partner, in order to attract the house, the car, this or that, um, I have to be perfect first before I can receive that thing. And the distinction that came to me and, and that I was trying to tell them and myself um, was that you know, we don't ever need to be fully healed in order to receive the graces of the universe and what it's trying to give us in our manifestations. What we need is, is we need to be able to change what we see in the mirror so we can actually receive them. Now, let me explain that because most, most programs, most teachings will say like healing is necessary in order for you to move past the manifest. Yes, to a degree, but not in the thought that healing needs to take place for you to be good enough to earn what it is that you're trying to manifest. You don't need to be fully healed to earn love. You're inherently lovable. Where we run into the problem is, is that typically the world reflects back to us what it is that we see in ourselves. So when we see someone who's imperfect and a failure and this, that, and the other, when we come to someone who may love us and offer us the things that we're trying to manifest and receive, we won't be able to see it. Rather, instead, we will see what's reflected back at us, our own perspective of ourselves. So the only way that it gets in the way of the manifestation is that we won't recognize it when it comes. We'll pass it up when it comes. We'll say, oh, that's not what that's supposed to be, or I'm not deserving of that thing when it comes. And that makes it difficult for us to receive anything because we'll still feel like we need to do something about it. And that to me was the key distinction between the difference of, you know, healing yourself to manifest something versus healing yourself to see and reconnect with yourself. I hope that makes sense. Because the idea that we're still trying to heal ourselves to earn something I believe is what's getting in our way. I know this firsthand. <laughs> so this is my belief. It's not a fact. But I think that it's the, the idea when we're trying to level ourselves up, when we're trying to be in a space of deeper spirituality, when we're trying to connect to spirit, when we're trying to do you know, all these things and change our life in these dramatic ways, we hold ourselves to the standard that is impossible of trying to put things that are out of our control into our control, trying to fix ourselves in ways that are, are, you know, eons down the road, trying to get all of our healing right now so we can change how we feel and escape the, the darkness of what the healing process actually looks like. 
And unfortunately, the healing process is digging into the shadow and integrating the shadow where, where things don't look all hunky-dory. And having my own depth of shadow experience this week and feeling and feeling like a fraud because of it, you know, like it's, it wasn't okay for me to have these feelings of, of sadness. It wasn't okay for me to have these feelings, this depth of despair that I was feeling, this loneliness that I was feeling, this failure that I was feeling. Like it it wasn't okay for me to feel these things, but why? Because every day I show up in sessions and I try to tell and teach people how to get out of this feeling. And yet here I am. I mean, there's a, I think there's a reason why people say those who can't do teach, but, <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm going through it at the same time. And while personally, I believe I'm helping people, I hope I'm helping people. Um, I mean, they're coming back, so that's good. But, <laughs> um, you know, it, it somehow puts me, I put myself in this position of thinking that I can't have those experiences too. I'm not allowed to have those experiences also. I'm supposed to be beyond reproach here. I'm supposed to be beyond the areas of where I will struggle. And while I consciously know that that's not true, my subconscious believes that 100%. <laughs> um, and so it, it's just so interesting to see how it plays out that the, that the idea of feeling like in order to experience something that we love or want to manifest or how we want to connect or whatever is that we have to be fully healed first. We have to have it all together first. And the amount of judgment that we give ourselves behind that, absolutely ridiculous. So, um, my, my mom said something to me the other day and while I was kind of going through this downward spiral and, um, she said, I know you, Aliyah, and I know that you're doing the best that you can. And it's nothing like it when your mom tells you you're doing the best you can. It feels so good. Um, but she says, I know that you're doing the best that you can, and that's all you can do. Everything else is out of your control. You know, and something about those simple words gave me clearance to say, okay, you're right. Like I'm doing the best that I can. What, just to give you some insight of, of how, um, I would say now significant that that situation was, is that because I got diagnosed with gestational diabetes, I've been on this like super strict diet and I've done keto before I've done low carb. I've done all the, you know, whatever. And my doctor told me not to go no carb, but in order to get the readings that they want to keep me off of this like particular medicine or whatever, um, I basically had to do that. So in the, the running days, I'm feeling pretty good because all my readings are like coming back right. And then on the lowest carb meal that I had, <laughs> I had this insane spike, like super, super, a whole bunch of points over what it's supposed to be. And the anger that I felt, because like every time you take one of these readings, the doctor's going to look at it. It's like a grade. And I'm like, but I did what I was supposed to do. I did everything quote unquote right. And someone else looking at it and being like, well, you, you could have had this instead. And it's like, man, I'm already going through this, that more hormone problem, more like to add to it, like to another diet that you're having to monitor every day, every two hours, taking your blood or whatever. It just got to be too much. 
And so my mom's saying, you know what, you're doing the best that you can. And that's all you can do to run against my thoughts of feelings like I'm going to fuck up my kid. I'm going to do something, this one action or this one thing, or this one reading is going to determine uh, the outcome of the health of my child. Oh man, you want to put some pressure on somebody. Whew. <laughs> I haven't even encountered the most of it yet. But just that feeling of like, I failed. I messed up. I'm not good enough. I, I'm not going to be a good mom. I'm not being a good person. Or, you know, it, 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 I deduced myself to nothing from, from something seemingly so insignificant. And how many times do we do that? A boy rejects us. A girl rejects us. I'm nothing. I'm no one. No one will ever love me. Like a job offer. I'm never going to get the job that I want. I'm not smart enough. I'll never be rich. There are so many times that where we, we deduce our value based off of the level of perfection we think we can achieve because in some ways we trade that for our worth. And it's bullshit. And I noticed, I recognize in myself sometimes this kind of what I call what's next syndrome. Always looking for the next thing to be excited about, to achieve, to look forward to. It's a natural part of my personality. Um, and I talk a lot to my clients about that. It comes up in our card readings all the time. Um, but that what next syndrome is always looking for further validation of uh, progression in our lives. You know, whether it's like, what else can I heal? Um, I have some clients that are, um, you know, heal healing junkies, I call them. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> But looking for this modality, that modality, let's try this thing, let's try that thing. Um, let's go to these four Reiki appointments and then go to this thing. And, um, and it never stops, right? It's the constant seeking of uh, self-improvement and, and hopes of healing something. But oftentimes, while some of that stuff does work and those modalities are great in theory, sometimes in, in ways that we are not aware of, we're searching for perfection and we're searching for a different reflection of how we feel about ourselves, but looking for it in something else instead of ourselves. If you're in the process of trying to change your life and trying to manifest something really beautiful for yourself, and all you can see in the mirror is what you're not, then it doesn't matter if the manifestation shows up or not. You'll still see the same thing in the mirror. It won't change because you got that thing. So maybe you'll think, oh, that was luck. I got that, you know, whatever. Oh, that wasn't me. Oh, that was a coincidence. Or you have that thing, but you can't appreciate it because you don't feel like you deserve it. Like in all of these aspects, I believe that the universe brings manifestations into our life, not for the, for the simple need of us to have what it is that we need to have, but so we can be freed of the need of it. And I can't take credit for that, that concept. Um, actually, next week's episode, bomb. Oh my gosh, amazing. I mean, bomb in a good way. Like, <laughs> um, you'll, you'll see, it's a really wonderful episode. But that concept of thinking that, you know, a lot of the manifestations that we're seeking is so that we can be freed of the need of it. 
And sometimes when we're in this position where we're judging ourselves super hard and we're in this place of perfection and this place of needing approval or wanting to feel like we're good enough, we want these manifestations so we can be free of the need of it. I don't want to have to feel perfect anymore. If I just have this thing, then I will be. And maybe perfection isn't your measure, but maybe it's something else. If I just have this car, if I just have this job, if I just have this amount of money, if I just could have this relationship or this, you know, whatever, healing with such and such. Healing is a, a wonderful thing, but it is some of the darkest work you'll do. And the misconception that healing is uh, this wonderful and light-giving process is some bullshit too. <laughs> healing is hard work. And even when you felt like you've done all the work that you're supposed to do, I think that we, we came here to level ourselves up in some kind of way. So the hard things that we experience, in some ways we may have asked for. And I'm not saying you, you the, the trauma you experience is your fault. I'm not saying anything like that. But maybe before we got here, in theory, you know, I don't know what your beliefs are, but in my head I think like, if I was trying to expand my soul, it's like, oh, I'll take this experience. I'll try this thing. I'll try that thing um, to help myself grow, help myself expand. Um, because there is no sharpening the iron without fire. And so currently I'm going through some of that fire. Um, I know that there are other struggles that everybody else is going through and um, I just had a talk with my best friend where we talked deeply about some kind of a, like a little rift that we had in our friendship for the last few months, um, only to unveil that we were both going through something really hard at the same time and not telling each other. And so um, there was some distance there and and some tears, you know, to kind of talk through it and recognizing like, wow, we've both been through some hard stuff right now. And we're both trying to heal some deeper things that we didn't feel comfortable telling the world, um, you know, and the ways in which we're trying to distract ourselves because we didn't want to burden anyone with our problems. We didn't want anybody to see when we weren't doing very well. So we didn't tell each other because <laughs> we didn't want to affect the other person. You know, we, we do this. We all do this, right? Especially in the last year. Like how many times have you felt like, your friends weren't there for you or you couldn't be there for your friends or um, in some ways like because of delays of your travels or your job or, you know, all these things fell through in some kind of way. And even in the things that you got and the ways that your life expanded in wonderful ways, there was always some kind of weird contingency that was like trying to grow you in some kind of way. And you're like, can I just have the thing and it not have a lesson tied to it? <laughs> no. <laughs> so... In what I was going through last week, I was going through the shame of feeling upset and angry and sad and desperate when I should be, quote unquote, thankful. I should have gratitude that it was so easy for me to get pregnant. And yet here I am complaining because I'm having such a hard time with it. And that being it's so funny um 
I know people who have the opposite experience and all, this is all they want. And I'm sitting here going, yeah, I, I won't ever do this again. So the shame that I feel about how I feel doesn't help me heal either because I don't let myself accept my feelings based off what I think other people may think of me, what other people struggle with, having the empathy with what other people are dealing with and saying, I shouldn't feel this way because, because my situation was different. So I should absorb their struggle too. I should carry their struggle too as a means to shift and change my perspective in a way that's more acceptable. And at the same time, hurting myself in the process because I'm not holding space for myself. Because I'm saying, Ali, you should think differently. You should feel differently. You shouldn't have that perspective. I'm gaslighting myself over and over and over because I can't be perfect. I can't feel perfect in this process. How many times do you do that to yourself? You give yourself the mirror and say, what, you do, what you're doing is not good enough. You need to be better. So how, how, how do you manifest anything better when you haven't dealt with what's in the mirror? You can't. Because what I found was is that after weeks and weeks and weeks of gaslighting myself and telling myself I shouldn't feel a certain way, it all came to a really large head that had me feeling things that I didn't know was possible to feel in a bad way. I'm feeling so scared by those feelings. Now, I'm not, I'm not talking about self-harm or anything like that. Don't You guys don't have to worry about me like that. But I felt so disconnected from myself because I wasn't allowing myself to go through the process. I was trying to go around it. And I know that's something that we all deal with. And I know that the healing process, you know... <laughs> It's not linear. It shows up in places that we're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> You're not supposed to be here. And I'm finding that while when we talk about our manifestations and having really great, wonderful things come into our lives, that, you know, with those manifestations, they are meant to level us up in some kind of way. We, we, we are freed from the need of this particular manifestation. And yet the new manifestation creates a new need, a higher need, something that ends up digging even deeper into some of your healing. And I find that this process I need, I need we all need uh, to give more grace. There needs to be a lot more allowance of grace for ourselves because whatever it is that we need at the time we and whatever it is that we're in the space of feeling like we're trying to be freed of it at the time when we're going through that transitional process we're exactly where we're supposed to be and while it may not feel good and while it may be painful and while it it's some of the hardest work we'll ever do if we can at least the very least give ourselves grace without judgment we can actually let ourselves heal and it may not be as fast as you want it to happen often it isn't but at least 
you will give yourself space to do so. Anyway, um, I, I hope that this spoke to you today. Um, it's, it's funny. It spilled out of me. I was actually planning on airing another episode and I kind of make these decisions like the day of, um, and I just had this so heavy on my heart because it's, to me, it's important to be transparent with you guys and to be open, especially when things are hard, because it's, it's easy to get into that place of like showing everybody your good stuff, but not necessarily showing you the the bad, the, the hard, the dark. And sometimes we tend to idolize people or uh, put them on a pedestal because it's like, look, they got it all figured out. They're an inspiration because they figured it out. And I think it's important that people know uh, from this platform, at least I ain't got nothing figured out. <laughs> I had a few things figured out, but like I'm still working through it. And so if, if you're in that space, it's okay that you're still working through it. In fact, you're supposed to be. You won't have it all figured out. And you can be the most spiritual person in the world and still be working through things, still be trying to find grace for yourself, still be trying to find the mirror that looks closest to what it is you're trying to manifest and and giving yourself space to receive those things. But regardless, I hope through your process of healing, you have support or you're courageous enough to ask for support or you have put together enough pennies to invest in your support that you don't feel alone in that process and feel like no one understands you and that you can't be seen because that's also a projection that we put out in front of ourselves to isolate ourselves. And I felt like that this week, like completely lonely. No one knows what I'm going through. Yeah, people know. People have been through it. <laughs> but, you know, I'm the only one in this body in my head during during what's all going down, you know, the multiple situations that happened this week. I only have time to talk about one. Um, but the feeling, that feeling of like that isolation and saying, okay, in this isolation, it's not about being lonely, although that's a valid, in, uh, sorry, valid emotion that I'm feeling. It's about coming back to myself. It's forcing me to turn inward. It's forcing me to get in tune and in touch with the things that are bothering me. It's forcing me to, to get in touch with myself so deeply to find space, to find healing, to find grace more than anything. So I can come back to love. You can come back to love. You can find a space in your heart to say, I'm doing the best that I can. And honestly, the universe doesn't expect me to be perfect. So why do I? I love you guys. I uh, definitely feel this episode today. And I'm looking forward to always, always hearing from you on the Instagram. Um, but more than anything, I, I deeply hope and pray that this one, this one hits home for you and that you give yourself space in whatever you're going through. You're not alone. I'll see you in the next one. Bye.
hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Leah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you.